Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, nahmadahu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdi allahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh arsalahu bashiran wa nadheera bayna yadihi sa'a man yuti allaha wa rasoolah فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصهما فانه قد غوى وانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا ان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان خير الامور اعوازمها وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله قولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما I'd like to start the khutbah by thanking Allah Azza wa Jal for giving us another opportunity to enter into this blessed month of Ramadan. The month that we hope we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that month that would cause our sins to be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reported by both Imam Muslim and Bukhari that says that man sama Ramadana iman wa ihtisaban ghufir lahu lahu ma taqaddam min dhanbi that whosoever fasts in the month of Ramadan in the state of iman with the hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all his previous sins subhanallah what an opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us yet one more time and we hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all our sins. Similar kind of a hadith mentioned by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that talks about the Laylatul Qadr as well. Man qama Laylatul Qadr imanan wa ihtisaban ghufir lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbih. That whosoever uh, worships Allah azza wa jal stays on the night of the Laylatul Qadr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all his sins. Of course the iman has to be there and the hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the same time, this month also brings us another thing besides all these blessings are there. But the one who is not able to gain these blessings is uh, in a very bad state. And we hope we are not one of those people. As the hadith mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was uh, climbing the mimbar, at the hadith and Jabir bin Abdullah and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, raqa al-mimbar, فَلَمَّا رَقَى الْدَرَجَةَ الْأُولَىٰ قَالَ آمِينَ 
And then hadith goes on. Then thumma faqala amin. faqala amin. So three times Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, step by step, and he was uh, climbing to the member, and he said amin three times. And uh, of course, to hear just amin without hearing the dua before that, it is surprising to Sahaba as faqala Rasulullah that we heard you saying Ameen three times why basically you said this and Rasulullah said that uh, Jibreel came and I climbed the first uh, the first level and he said that uh, the wretched is the person, and other hadith talks about his, uh, uh, he's being humiliated, that uh, Jibreel came and he said, an abd, he found the month of Ramadan. And uh, he is unfortunate that the slave, that he found Ramadan, and he is not able to have himself forgiven. This is... A person is a loser, a, a, a humiliated person, a wretched person. This is the dua Jibreel is making against those people who find the month of Ramadan and they're not able to have themselves forgiven. And then the hadith goes on and uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu mentioned about the second daraja, Jibreel came again and uh, at that point he said, the one who has found one or both the parents and not able to have enter into Jannah because of them. He is a humiliated person. He is the wretched person. He is the loser. And the third is the one to... And Rasulullah said, I mean for the second one as well. And then Jibreel made the dua against the person against, in front of whom Muhammad sallallahu name is taken and he did not send his uh, prayers to Rasulullah sallallahu And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu said, I mean. Now, the point to remember here, and it's an important point to think of, that the person who was making dua is Jibreel alayhi the best of the malaika. He is the one who is making this dua against the person who is not able to do the, the, the amana that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on him or the obligations Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on him. And the one who is, Jibreel is the best of the malaika, the imamul malaika. When we talk about the one who is saying ameen, making, confirming this dua, is the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Imamul Anbiya, Ashraful Anbiya, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we can imagine the, the dua against these people being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us or be the one who get the most out of this month of Ramadan and protects us from the kind of uh, the curse or the dua that Jibreel made against those people. This month of Ramadan, we all know of it, it is the month, is the month of the Qur'an as well. Shahru Ramadan ladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. This is the month Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an. And the very same Qur'an talks about a subject that I will talk about today, inshaAllah, in the, the next few minutes that we have left. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَخُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَتَخُونُوا أَمَانَاتِكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O oh, you who believe. And this is something I want all of you to remember. And this is the way the Sahaba used to hear the Qur'an this way. 
when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the ummah like this, Ya ayyuhal amanu. Sahaba used to put the ear, they knew that now this, these words will be followed by awamir wa nawahi. Meaning, there is a command from Allah is coming after that, or there is a prohibition is coming from, uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that do not betray knowingly your amanat. What is the amana that Allah subhanahu is talking about? Do not betray that Allah and His Messenger has placed the amana, a trust over you. And, uh, and you know, you're aware of those, the, 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 the trust Allah has placed on you. And the, some of the fuqaha, Ibn Kathir as a matter of fact, mentions that this ayah was revealed for Hatib bin Baltah, bin Baltah radiallahu an, when he... <coughs> He, did, he broke the news about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is heading towards the Mecca when uh, uh, the Meccans they broke the treaty with Rasulullah sallallahu for the conquest of Mecca he was going towards and of course there was a secret uh, thing not to be uh, open uh, and uh, most of the most of the Mufassirin they agree that the, the ayah that was revealed for Hatib bin Baltah was actually the Surah Al-Muntahina but the point is, Ibn Abbas talks about this, that when he talks about the amana or betraying the amana, this is a general hukum. Anything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has entrusted us with, any kind of obligation Allah has placed on our shoulders, this is what this ayah is talking about, Allah is saying, do not betray, meaning do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about this. And then right after this ayah in Surah Al-Anfal, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عِنْدَهُ أَجْرٌ عَذِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to your wealth and your children as the fitna. Now, right before this I just talked about one aspect of the, a person, he will be the wretched one if he finds his parents, one or both, and not enter into Jannah by taking care of them. Now here Allah subhanahu wa is talking about the other aspect of it, which is talking about being a parent. Allah has entrusted you with your wealth and with your children as a trial, as a fitna. Children and wealth is a fitna for the people. How is the fitna for us? Then how do we raise them? Are we raising them in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are we raising them and or doing the tarbiyah in the manner they become the slave of Allah, they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone in all aspects of life. We are not only entrusted as parents, and I'm talking about parents, I am one of the parents, there may be some of them I see can be parents, maybe parents, or many of you will be soon parents inshallah. So we should know what is the obligations that we have on our shoulders? Both sides, as children and as parents. We are accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So accountability of the parents is not to send the children into the best schools only. Accountability is not to dress them well only. Accountability is not to find them the best place to give them shelter, even though all those things are obligations to take care of the children that way. But also, along all with this, this has to be in the frame of reference of Islam. We have to teach them Islam. 
And that Islam cannot be taught them in a manner that we are giving them an individualistic aspect of Islam as if Islam is limited to our individual lives. And we forget about that there is a societal aspect of it. Most of us live our life with other people. How do we live our life with other people? This is also Islam that teaches us. So we cannot be the one who turn our eyes away from all the harm the society is causing on our children worry about, I am going to do my best to the children. No, we have to make sure that the children are also trained to be the one who can survive in the society which is going against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One, it's not only the issue of survival though. Second has to be the one we understand. If the society is the one who is corrupt and not giving what they are supposed to be providing to the children, to the families, to the mankind, then we should understand the corruption of it and understand our role. Our role is not that individualistically just isolate ourselves and live ourselves in a nice thinking of I am living my, doing my ibadat, I'm going for salatul taraweeh, I'm doing my fasting, and I have nothing to do with what's happening in the rest of the world. We are also accountable for that. And there's a beautiful story Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned in the Quran. Beautiful in the sense of, we could remember, but it's a, it's a scary story. We probably all of us heard the story of the people of Saturday in the Quran about the Bani Israel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about them. There were three categories of people. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited them to not to do fishing on the Saturday, and they disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by finding some hila, finding some loophole in the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they were not allowed to do fishing on Saturday. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested them in a manner that the fish start coming out on the Saturday especially. And that's why they used to do the fishing, they live by the, by the sea. And when they, they started doing was, they put the net on Fridays, they made the holes on the shore on Fridays, and then they go on Sunday and pick up the fish. They say, oh, this is, the, uh, this is, this, this is what they have got from Friday. This is not the one that they, they did not do anything on Saturday. Of course, they were breaking the command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there were three categories of people among them. One was the one who broke the covenant with Allah Azza wa Jal. Second category was who stayed silent. They did not broke the, 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 the covenant, but they stayed silent. They did not stop them either. And the third category was the one who went ahead and they started telling them, don't do in this haram that you are involved in. Don't break the covenant from Allah Azza wa Jal. And then when the adab of Allah Azza wa Jal came, that encompassed two of the categories. The one who broke the covenant and the one who stayed silent as well. So for us, this is a command as a Muslim for us also. Of course, this was for Bani Israel. But there are many ahadith that talks about the subject of the Amr al-Ma'roof and Nahi al-Munkar. And this Nahi al-Munkar is an obligation on us to the point that if we do not enjoin the good, if we don't forbid the evil, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as one of the hadith talks about will descend his adab over us. And we will make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not respond to our duas. So talking about this idea of that know that your wealth and your children are a test for you, a trial for you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The reason I brought this up is many of us, they fall short. They start making mistakes in the love of the wealth, love of the children, and they start making compromising with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The riba starts looking halal suddenly. Or we look for a sheikh who can make it halal for us. Whether it's for the business, whether it's for sending our school to, uh, kids to the best school, or whether whatsoever, buying a nice house or this or that. Or it becomes sometimes mixing of the two genders become seemingly nice. It's good to have it. As a society, we excel better this way. And look for a shaykh who can tell us oh, this is halal even though Allah Azza wa Jal and Muhammad Sallallahu has very clearly defined to us our limitations. So here they become a test for us. Now, let's connect it to one of the things that many of you probably are aware of. How many of you are aware of what happened a couple of days ago in the Bridgeview Mosque? How many of you are aware of what happened in Kahwa House? So all of you are seeing all those videos have been passed around. Right? So this is a result. This is a result of how we are raising our children. I know none of the parents are teaching them to act like the, the way they were acting. But there are a lot of things that people are learning from the society as well. We are not people who are isolated to one room, one house or something, and nobody, we don't access to anybody else. There's a societal impact on us as well. So we have to address the societal impact as, as well. We have to let the people aware of this, that the, the society that we are living, living in, whether here or in, uh, in, in general in the world today, these societies are not the societies that Islam defines. So there are things that have been done in the society which are again for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Hence, we get impacted by the society. When I'm saying society is a, looks like a loose term, but society means whether we are going to the school, whether we're going to the internet, surfing on the internet, whether we go to any kind of outlet, media, media outlet, whatsoever we open up, and on top of it, the rules that are implemented on us, they are not the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Hence, we end up seeing the, the actions like that, even in the outside the masjid, even though we are calling or trying to have tarbiyah of our kids the, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, but we see that the, the, the problem that we are not able to be 100% successful because there is an impact of the society as well. As I mentioned about the story of the people of Saturday. So let's not be the one who try to think that I can be good and I can keep the goodness to myself without thinking that there is an obligation on me and all of us that for us to fix the society as well. That is an obligation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this month of Ramadan as the month in which all of our sins are forgiven and make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this month of Ramadan for us to understand this book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in this month, the Shahrul Ramadan Alladhi Unzila Fihil Quran, that book that carries the hidayah, that carries the guidance, not only for us, for the whole mankind. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. 
Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.